I'm your host, Sully. With me, yet another guest, Stephanie Heavy D. Tyler. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. From the blog, Grown Ass Book Reports. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's done so many different collabs, and we were just kind of in that mode. It's like, hey, let's just get into all this other sorts of stuff. And we've kind of all been just trying to talk about all this stuff that's been on for years. And this is kind of so funny how everything kind of goes in waves. I'm seeing people that own so many things from like the 90s and 2000s now. And they're like, hey, that's old people shit. I'm like, well, speak for yourself. It's nostalgia. And <laughs> My co-host just got into this show this year. So, you know, shove it. <laughs> this year, a new, a new watcher. Yeah. I mean, we all get to stuff eventually. You know, if you have an interest, there is no limit to it. I mean, and I see so many people saying, I won't buy it if it's not on Blu-ray. And it's like, well, you can die on that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you must die. I'm just saying you can <laughs> let people enjoy what they like instead of acting like it only must be an Oscar-winning or Marvel movie. Well, people love just... to gatekeep on the internet, but I gatekeep. think gatekeep, and then they I say I'm not lying. gatekeeping, and it's like, well, clearly you are. Uh, mm -hmm. Let people enjoy what they love. If you like the Lord of the Rings show, love it. If you don't, don't. You know, and if you like one versus the other, like the movies, but hate this, or like this, but hate the Hobbit, or vice versa, you know, it, it doesn't matter. There's, it would be boring if we all were like, hey, it's only good, <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny how some of them will also do the whole, I'm not an elitist. I'm like, well, you're literally talking like it. Anytime someone leads a conversation with, I'm not a whatever, they are I'm about to prove a... themselves wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying how, yeah, I'm just let them hang themselves. <laughs> it's like, okay. And <laughs> it's even funnier when you see on forums is like, I, I don't like this actor. I've never seen any of his movies. And I saw that explicitly stated. I'm like, not even feeding that beast. I've Man, never seen of any of his nostalgia, movies. And speaking I of nostalgia, him. forum culture. Forum culture, yeah. Uh, what was your intro to this? I, uh, this is another one. It's just Mercy Road. It's on all the streaming platforms. It's often on NBC channels. It's on Hallmark every day, along with Matt. <laughs> uh, what, what was your intro into getting into these comedic mysteries? Uh, so they, I got into it to annoy my father. He has this <laughs> vendetta against it's... Murder, She Wrote, for some reason. Really? And, uh, yeah, Man. and so I like to be contrary. And one day I'd had dental surgery or uh, bronchitis <laughs> or something, and they gave me those painkillers, you know, the the controlled ones. <laughs> and I ended up watching for two days, like just nothing but murder. She wrote, and I thought I could be real high, but this is the funniest, greatest show I've ever seen in my there life. Um, it's not like good acting. It's not like good TV, but it went on for so long. It covers so many themes, so many guest stars. And uh, that's where my deep love of murder, she wrote, was born. I woke up, had an Amazon box on my porch with a Jessica <laughs> Fletcher t-shirt in it that I'd purchased <laughs> while high, and uh, I haven't looked back. Wow, that, that is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you, when you told me I was going to the dentist, I thought you were going to say I was watching it while I was at the dentist's office. <laughs> oh, if only, watching someone just get murdered with the oh, pitchfork oh, while the oh, dentist oh, is doing your, a root canal. <laughs> hold your teeth still, stop laughing! Yeah, it had always been on my radar. I'd always heard of all these various shows because, you know, just about every actor's guest starred on it and mm -hmm. every other show kind of took from this formula. It's it's kind of general almost in like a, that private eye show from like the 60s and 70s, 7-7 subset script. And it's kind of, but I mean, the influence is everywhere. I mean, 
without this you don't even get monk or psych you know it's just that do you remember thing. there was an old like a pi show called bat masterson it was yes. very old <laughs> i don't think so, i've seen it but i know what you mean <laughs> yeah i mean like you know, people think sherlock holmes is the first pi but when i think tv <laughs> i think bat masterson <laughs> well there you go <laughs> but yeah it's the same kind of formula where you're just like uh really <laughs> every episode's the same uh and it doesn't get boring it, even I, no. I kudos to them for i mean there was a few of the movie specials afterwards that i didn't really care for even though they had some good actors there wasn't anything wrong with it but it wasn't anything great about him but uh all kinds of people have worked on this even j michael straczynski you know uh, Babylon five and all these other sci-fi epics has written a bunch and it kind of makes sense in when I look at it now, because I'm like, yeah, well, he he has a sense of humor. He's an old school kind of guy, but uh, yeah, and it's so true. I'm like, it's despite having all kinds of guest stars and directors and writers, and even repetitiveness, it's the right kind of repetitiveness. I it's comforting, you know. You want to watch something where you're entertained, but you're you're not too challenged. And if you miss something because you have to get up and you know, let the dog out or something. You're not gonna, you're not really missing that much. You don't want to go to sleep with your brain still spinning. You log on, you watch. Uh, I've got this theory that we love these murder shows because there's actually some form of justice usually in the show. Yes. Whereas in real life, we don't usually get that closure. Even if you know who did it, you know, you still don't feel good because the crime happened. So in these murder shows, a lot of times the victim is unlikable. Yeah. And then the, the criminal writing. gets caught and yeah, they go to jail and then we never have to hear about them or see them again. There's no long-term like, trauma. It's next episode. I like how they often go for the format of we'll get them on something else. That gives it a little more plausibility to me because it's like, yeah, 40 hours and there's no way you're going to find any dirt on this medium. Oh, mobile. for sure. A better <laughs> written show would do that. Yeah. But yeah. some of the simple ones, the real cozies, they're more oh, about CSI's the community. The worst this year. Uh, like, oh, I, <laughs> I have it. not watched much of that, but yeah, I've, I've I watched them all throughout the years, but like <laughs> they brought literally everyone we love back. And I was like, they feel like glorified extras. Why are they even here? Why do they even come back? <laughs> and I saw so many other people saying, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm like, but guys, none of these new characters have any ounce of depth. And I've seen all these actors in other things. But if this was the first thing I saw them in, I would think they were bad actors. Oh, do you, that's interesting. Do you think CSI is just sort of banking on the nostalgia that they'll get more viewers because... Yeah, I see people have been waiting for it to come back for years. I'm like, you guys got to get out more. <laughs> love what you love, but I I'm telling you, like, it even has some of the same writers and directors, and I'm like, well, something's not working. Was the camera just too digital? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's you. Um, You know, sometimes it it's okay me. to yeah. grow and move on from something and love a new form well, that's of entertainment. I was on and off. I would watch it all throughout the years and catch up on a season that happened five years ago. I, I never, I always dug the original, even Miami. New York was classy and then, but it has not dated well. There is atrocious acting and dialogue by otherwise that's good fair. actors. <laughs> that's fair and it is you know i think pretty normal especially for things in like the late 90s early 2000s to go back and watch it and think oh that's awful or we wouldn't make fun of that now or like that's i can get past the computers it, didn't but... zoom and enhance why are you zooming <laughs> and enhancing uh mainly i'd say they most prop firms have done a good job of remastering everything what they're not good at is if the camera moved way too fast or it just looks like a blur now and you're like 
static. <laughs> but then there's other ones, yes, that there's even references where you're like, holy moly, that was a thing. Yeah, they got this reality mm-hmm. show star to play a version of themselves that yeah that's lame oh that's always funny like a guest star is, who doesn't but... really stand up in time or like a musical like person who will come a on musical yeah or uh, it's even funnier to me when i there's like only three episodes of any of the law and orders i can't watch and it's because the actor on there later got canceled gotcha. so they were they were playing someone not far from their truth and it made it too real. You logged on for fiction and they gave you reality. And that's yeah, not what they, you want in a murder show. Coincidentally, some of those episodes were already somehow boring, but then it was like, yeah. So that's sounding like exactly how they sounded when they got blasted off of Twitter. You know, <laughs> you know what? Oddly, Murder She Wrote has not done that too much to me. Like the Lansbury's yeah. were pretty decent family with some pretty good values. And what Rest I love case, is Angela. Yeah, seriously. I loved the um the way they would bring in people that she was working with on other projects. So Yes. Absolutely. Like when you were watching it, uh one of my favorite musicals is Pirates of Penzance, the nineteen eighty four version. <laughs> and she <laughs> deep deep pull. Uh she was in it with a guy named Rex Smith, who was like a teen heartthrob singer, I think. Like, I think back so, with, like, in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, when my mom was a kid. Uh <laughs> so, beatniks, damn beatniks, get out of my town. <laughs> So she brought him in, and you knew at the time, or she would bring in actors from uh, Twin Peaks. Um, she <laughs> had Richard Beamer Orbeck on. started on there, and without yeah, that, you don't even get Lauder. But they were both Jerry in that Orbeck. same kind of realm, just do all these Disney voiceovers and act your ass off on theater to the little fanfare. <laughs> but it's nice that it was kind of wholesome, because even if you didn't like the episode or something about it, you were like, well, I love Jerry, so I'm going to watch it for Jerry. He makes me think of you know the candle from beauty and the beast so there's <laughs> yeah. always something you had that you liked that you could hold on to even if something else was uncomfortable oh, absolutely. it just was bad like badly written essentially it uh it's even funnier when that there are certain actors like they literally have like those free roles and we're free <laughs> to do whatever they wanted like christopher lloyd has you know cuckoo's nest and back to the future and like three other roles he didn't he was set for life he could do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. yeah Whoopi Samuel Goldberg, L. Jackson like that. Samuel L. Jackson and Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Robin Williams, same kind of deal. It's like they killed it as comedians. They did some serious roles. They had respect for the eternity. <laughs> yeah, then they could just do bit parts on silly TV shows for yeah. the rest of their life. That's the they, dream. They could be in a two out of ten star movie on IMDb and no one would say anything fucked up about them. It was just like there are some of those that is like extra shielding. And I saw a wonderful editorial when Angela passed. And it was a good reminder, you know, I was already familiar with a lot of her work, but uh, I don't think, I can't remember if I ever saw the 80s version of Annie where she was like the evil stepmother or some something in that. But it was funny because, yeah, uh, this, this article just noted she was often, you know, because even back then, they judged on your looks and she would get mm-hmm. the villain role because she wasn't, you know, a starlet, a bombshell. And she wheedled out of it by adding a lot of wits. So I'm like, okay, cool. You did the Tim Curry routine before Tim Curry was a thing. I just, you had a bunch <laughs> of just other, like any actor, you know, like I, if you ever listen to Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, he'll have actors come out of their mental shell and just even talk about how just don't even play it like it reads on the paper. Play it like you would any average Joe. You're not a villain even though you're claiming you're a pimp who abuses people, you know, it's just find the humanity. Yeah, sometimes the, the actor's charm shine through. The charm, it, even if it's miscast, it works, but it's just, like you say, it's find the humanity, uh, regardless of how shallow the role is. 
I don't know if you've seen much of Angela as a villain, but she's excellent in the, I think it's the 40s version of Gaslight. She plays like a sassy maid. And then I in- I might have um, seen that. Uh, oh, sure intended it. Remember? That's, yeah, that's what I was just struggling to remember. That SVU uh, two-parter. <laughs> she's chilling in that, but she's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. She, well, and she can sing her heart out, man. It's just mm-hmm. great. Sweeney Todd. Loved her and Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. chopping up people into meat pies. I was like, this woman can do everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ever see her recent? I think the last thing I saw, I, I just not only did I think she had just a cool life, but uh, you know, it bit when she passed. I was like, see, you know, that's a person who does not deserve to die. <laughs> that is a genie, that is a wizard. <laughs> she is, but you know, she just like Betty White lived a very long life and was mm-hmm. beloved. And there are worse things than dying, like at the top of your game when everyone loves you. Oh, exactly. So. But uh, I, I just thought it was just so funny how uh, one of the last things I saw her in, she did a voiceover on Robot Chicken. <laughs> did she? And she was talking in her murder, she wrote style while spoofing the CSI Miami style like and it was a very x-rated joke too it's like the truth what and they're talking about someone who like died during sex and it's like the truth was too much to swallow put shades on <laughs> I'm like oh my fucking god and my sister is like why are you losing your shit I'm like I, I, do you know what they are referencing <laughs> I'm like only you know- chicken like she was a true professional because uh, she was on, I think it was Glass Onion, the most recent of the, like the Knives I Out movies. That. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's got a cameo and uh, they That's said great. she was quoted as saying, I don't really understand the format of what we're doing, but you give me the lines and I'll do it. Like consummate <laughs> professional. Ernest so, nine mentality. Just roll with the punches. Give me the Make lines everyone up. laugh. <laughs> What's my mood? What's this? Give me just the scene. And she was. Where's the camera? Got it. Mm-hmm. Looking. <laughs> and she was in a Zoom call in it, and uh, you know, in her nineties. So oh, how that, cool? Well, that's an even easier cameo. Just, <laughs> exactly. Just put the five thousand, maybe one million from you know wherever they filmed it. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll enjoy those movies because even just I've like the first. Saying, I did. I yeah. just in the spinoff. Yeah, even if you don't love the writing, I didn't love the writing as much in the second. It, the, all the cameos and the people acting off each other. It's, um, you know, it's just nice to see the faces. And uh, that's what I heard. Janelle I'll Monet, be entertained for ninety minutes. Oh, totally. Uh, Monet and Batista, I heard good things about, but yeah, I heard. Yes. I heard some people were confused by the plot, and for whatever reason, I had some family members. They were showing that to people, and they didn't realize it was like a spinoff. It's like, well, why are you even showing this to them if they haven't even seen the first one? But I wouldn't say like it's tied into the first one, but I think to get a feel for like the director and the campy sort of parody effect they're going for, if you don't understand that it's a parody, um, you're not going to like it. And I Probably. think, uh, or just oh, haven't seen enough all kinds of old school mm-hmm. kind of that's fair not knowing the source material and i think one of the problems we have with nostalgia and the internet is um (laughs) we're seeing generations of people who are uh, very literal oh yeah so like those of us who are a little older and uh used to being edgelords on the internet (laughs) it's it's hard to put out a parody or satire of something and then have all these people come at it with fresh eyes and trying to take it very i'll even see people add the dots i'm like you're clearly not joking Just called someone's, you know, friend a whore. I don't think you're joking. Why do you keep adding these dots? Well, I'm just being fun. You're not joking. <laughs> you only use the dots if you're joking. <laughs> and it is funny. It's just like there's there's some intersection. It's not just 
trolling it's also people who want to get away with their naughtiness it's like dude yeah i'm keep calling you on the carpet if you're being a dick <laughs> but and it's funny yes uh, that there are so many it, I, I i i will have people who are the most shallow minded they would say what do you think of that movie it's good bad and i'm like it's so bad it's good i'm like what does that mean i'm like i mean it means what it means and they're the same idiots who had been watching something like i don't know joe bob or elvira or heard of mystery science theater i'm like well it's a trashy movie. What yeah, it's not for them. To? Yeah, it's clearly not for them. Or they're probably going to be going to it and taking it so literally. I'm like, well, this is why you're so devoid of being mad. <laughs> Just the question, is it good or bad? You can't answer that. Like, that's too binary of a question when you're evaluating is he right or wrong? a work of art. He's yeah. gray. <laughs> In the gray area. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'll even see people argue about whether a hero is a villain or not. I'm like, oh my lord, if you're not even ready to have this conversation, why do you even bring it up? <laughs> uh, people, so here's a, a cool thing. Uh, I love an unreliable narrator, and I think that yes. <laughs> we've got a lot of TV shows that have that, and those things are great, but people don't understand the concept. They're like, why Sunset are we supposed Boulevard. to like this guy? He's a, a murderer, and you're like, no, yeah. but he's telling the story, so of course he's making himself look good. He's an unreliable narrator. Even noir, I'll see people say, he's so unlikable, he's so sleazy. I'm like, yeah, he's in the yeah. 40s. It's probably surrounded by debt, crime, and corruption. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's no better if his surroundings are unwelcome. But Yeah, he's only the hero in that he's solving the crime. You don't have to like him. Yeah, and, and I see other kind of phonies doing the whole well it was more awesome when it came out back in the day i'm like no bullshit it's just as awesome now <laughs> and i'm we can go on for ages about all the various rehashes and which remakes actually tried to do their own tag versus did a forced reboot that divided their fan base but then it even gets to where it's just like i feel like no one even knows how to market anymore they just i mean it but not even just from the trailer perspective just People don't even know how to describe what they like unless they're like on a YouTube doing a rant, I guess. <laughs> that's a that's a I think fair assessment of what fandom is like right now. <laughs> People are almost so married to the idea of the fandom that when at some point I think they forget they're supposed to actually like the thing that they're talking about. And if you don't Or they're like Star Wars. Oh my god, why does everyone like Star Wars? Everyone's like, shit talk, shit talk, shit talk. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, if, oh, it sounds like you don't actually like this thing. Maybe maybe you should find something that you like. <laughs> I would okay. even do that, too, when someone was bashing an actor and they knew so much about him. And I would always, to make them feel semi-validated, while well, make light of the situation and humor our way out of this so it wasn't a giant, nonstop, rant-filled Fred. I was like, I don't know, man. You know him so much about him. I think you really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a guy crush on this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? That's like a nice little middle school style comeback. And it I love it. It stands up. My peer, uh, James Gapsey of the, he's a comedic uh, martial artist and has done some voiceovers and he hosts the Who Would Win show. They do just wacky parody battles of like fictional characters. And at the end of the day, he's like, it doesn't actually matter. It's all fiction. We're just <laughs> like he doesn't even do research. It's <laughs> a wonderful attitude. It's all fiction. Well, and it's just so funny too, because like he will do the same kind of thing with fans. People will be like, that battle was BS. I don't believe the outcome. And he's like, Glad you liked it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm confused. Did you even read my comment? He's like, Yes, I did. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> and we're all right. And he just basically makes their fucking nerd head explode and is like <laughs> and he's just, he doesn't 
because he's not going to spend time messing with all the fuckers who are just <laughs> have nothing better to do. Man, man, I sucked. But get a different hobby. Get a different hobby. So this has a pretty big fan base. I I really am surprised how long it was on the air. But no, I'm not really. This is literally CBS at the essence. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And um, because they were pulling from people who were doing current projects, it did uh, add itself to, like, it helped with the longevity, I think. Because mm-hmm. you had a constant pool of people. Even what when, when was the latest movie? I think it was 2006. Oh, really? I, I know there was one in 03, but yeah, it was produced by oh, Universal. Oh, it might have been 03. CBS. And so, yeah. Uh, I saw it and you know what it was good like and when I say good I mean it was actually like a decent movie whereas you know Murder She Wrote is campy it's not what I would call like a great show Mm -hmm. um the movie was actually so much better than the episodes oh which one Uh, the last one yeah the 2003 one I was like I mean I like it it's good but it doesn't feel like Murder She Wrote because it's too well written (laughs) (laughs) there you go uh but yeah 12 seasons from man uh, from 84 to 96 um so what's funny is i um i saw the uh magnum pi crossover first and it didn't not a good intro but like i'm a very oh, no. fashion guy <laughs> uh, but it was one of those like it two totally different styles like it's almost it's not as bad as the latest like what can we cross over with ncis that doesn't even make any sense and, and it was one of those where like eh, i get what they're going for they're similar shows but totally different thing like magnum is kind of more just people joking at the camera while murder is kind of more just witty narration and just, just kind of even like law or colonel linton she gets someone in a room not even a police station just just wanders around and is like hmm okay why do you say that <laughs> yeah it's just about charismatic people who are in the yeah. the lead of the show but i think i i watched that one a couple times and i always think of it more as advertising you know <laughs> than anything else but the chemistry between the like the three main characters was so good oh like, absolutely like their play together was great we love seeing what's his name in the short shorts always hilarious to see a big man in short shorts um <laughs> You know, and she got to be a little more comedic than she is in most of her other episodes. Absolutely, and man. Higgins is a treasure, so. I'm surprised they never released any books of this, but apparently Jessica Fletcher has her own vinyl collectible from Funko Pop in 2020. Yeah, she does. And there, do you say books? Because there are books. Oh, there are books. Okay. There uh, are. There aren't books. There are. Okay, that's, that. Okay. Yes, I, yes. I, I thought you said there were books. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said there were. Okay. I was, okay. So they're they're not like <laughs> licensed by the studio, but they were uh, uh like a father-daughter team put them um, out and they're written as like Jessica Fletcher is narrating them. So they're very cute. <laughs> and they deviate just enough from the series that uh they don't share any plots and there's yeah. some factual differences about the character, but they're cute. <laughs> and there yes. are probably 35 of them. There it's a whole series. Right. And I, I knew about the I didn't know there was a board game. I had seen that there were some computer games advertised at different gaming stores, and I think that helped a little bit. I, I liked how there was a little tie-in stuff for earlier audiences. Well, you got to have merchandise or else, yeah. you know, you're not making money for the studio, which is ultimately what all TV is anyway. So. <laughs> right. Isn't that funny, too, how you will see people go like that? It's like, oh, you can't do this or that. And it's like, uh, yes, they can. 
it's yeah, people, advertisement. It gets so, and I get it because art speaks to our values and it helps us put words to things that we don't have language for. And I, <laughs> I mean, I am a fan. I love, I love fiction, but uh, to forget that ultimately it's put out by people who want to make money and they're going to make some bonkers choices sometimes because of that <laughs> or cancel things that you loved. It's not personal. That was business <laughs> to them the whole time. Even Absolutely. though it shatters our poor, sad hearts. Right. You'll see people complain about the newest Transformers and G.I. Joe live action movies saying, it sucked, yada, yada. I'm like, well, and it was well, a toy commercial. I'm like, it was always a toy commercial. You always... can say it sucks, but don't act like it was never a toy commercial. <laughs> well, and let's not pretend the show that we loved when we were children is going to be relevant to us like no. as adults. We're no longer the target audience, and that's okay. You got to have some have humor, though, man. There's going to be some moments where it's like you'll look back at a show and be like, oh, man, that was a bad episode. I'll see people <laughs> do that. You're going to do that with even X-Files or Star Trek where you're like, All the that time. was a good idea, but man, those graphics fucking sucked. <laughs> um. Uh, it also helped that just so many different actors, you know, have crossed over on so many things and they almost all had some kind of recurring part. Gregory Sierra from Barney Miller's on there and he guest starred like three different times. I, I knew about Michael Horton as security officer Daniels yes. in some of the Star Trek movies and there he is playing her nephew. I'm like, okay. Grady, fucking Grady, the dumbest dumbass that ever dumbassed. Absolutely. He's <laughs> I have opinions on Grady. And you're like, <laughs> I have a feeling she should trip him. <laughs> Why doesn't she trip him? Oh, she's too nice. Uh, but yeah, she kind of has kind of, I once read this crack, it was either a cracked or funnier die article just joking about celebrities who could do awful things, but you love them so much, you'll just look aside just this once on your double standards. <laughs> I feel like Angela Lansbury is that way. She's like, I she could run so someone too. over with a car and it'd be like, yeah, you didn't mean wrong by that. <laughs> well, you know, she was such a role model to women doing a show where yeah. she's like, I, you know, here's a widow who doesn't need a relationship absolutely she's gonna do her own thing and um also she's... hiring actors who needed the hours so they could keep their health insurance like she did so much good for the world that yeah she could probably punch someone in the street and we'd all just be like well they had you it could tell someone shut the fuck up and i'd be like yeah, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that checks out <laughs> i don't even know what we're like she you know what she could do one of those murders and i'd be like you get one free <laughs> Oh man, he must have pissed you off instead yeah. of oh my god, why is he dying here? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if she said that they deserved it, they probably did. She knows what she's talking about. No midit isn't for you, my dear. <laughs> uh what what shows do you feel have kind of tried to emulate this a bit? Uh, I know there was the number one ladies detective agency was which was a cool South African set thing on HBO for about a series. Realize they did a series out of that. I um read. Well, some it wasn't of the based books. off that, but it was very, very similar. Like you, you're gonna watch and be like, "This is literally okay." Yeah, literally. I know Andrew McCall Smith wrote the books, so I wonder if they tried to do like the books, but with murder, she wrote as the template. Hmm, maybe. And I know, like Midsummer Murders, which is probably my favorite English <laughs> murder go. mystery, is basically the the same thing but in england like you have the same guest stars over and Absolutely. over it's gone on for 20 some seasons what's the one um, i get the other murders that i get it mixed up with that's also like in canada or some shit bill shatner's been on it i think oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. what is that i is it like a period piece kind of but i swear it says Mer Mersommer or something i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, and I've watched yeah. it, and I can't think of the name of it. But yeah, there is yeah. a Canadian one. There's also a like Death in Paradise, which is set on an island. Paradise in the Caribbean. was fun. That was like that is a weird one to describe. That's like murder she wrote with CSI Miami looking leads who can actually act worth a shit and then it's and then they change the actors up a lot like they change yeah. the detective team so that it keeps it fresh but the plots are it's like murder she wrote where the plots are kind of simple and it's more about the actors it's very yeah it's just so casual you just have fun even just looking at the everything from how the police station to just the tropical trees and then uh but all together yeah it's it's just gentle um there's been a few other ones kind of like this there's just uh, Rosemary in Time. You got uh, Shakespeare and Hathaway. Those are both British. Oh, I'll have to check those out. Did you ever see Silent Witness? Yes, the, uh, I've seen the original. I have not seen the modern ones. Have you seen those? I have. Uh, just stop it after 2012. It just starts getting just very, very okay. boring. Like not as many good actors or bizarrely shot to where it's kind of impossible to really ignite interest because you're like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I'd heard that, and I thought like it it's unfair it's to try to compare <laughs> yeah and it but it's unfair to try to compare it to the original with helen mirren because that was so good oh, no, but no, no, so no, no, no. dark that's not prime suspect silent witness is just kind of like cold case just oh got my british murder mysteries mixed but up no no prime suspect is excellent yeah but yeah no i did see the prequel to that and i was like stick with the you know original like six seasons you know? <laughs> uh but yeah, no, that, that's a good segue, you know. So uh, Helen Mirren, I can actually see killing someone or anything because she's done some yeah. other intense roles. But yeah, uh, Lansbury is kind of, I kind of just put her up there with Sam Watterson. She just somehow has that kind of, she's done so many great ensembles and then just seeing her get her own deal and how she can kind of intimidate you while being kind of a mama yes. bear is just that whole, that that alone is just badass. This is like, see, those are the real heroes, the ones who don't even need to punch you or hold up a gun. <laughs> no, she could be well because she always came in with facts, and she would facts, yes. And she, you know, she was nosy as hell, so <laughs> she wasn't a in a way blackmailing people with their secrets. But right. yeah, there's something to be said um, about people who can nail you to the wall with facts. They, you're right, they never raise their voice. They, you know, they've got you, and you know they're very disappointed in you because you don't <laughs> yes. really see her lose her temper but she'll sort of make that sad face and then, yeah. you, then they just confess and I i'm think, disappointed you didn't come to me sooner my dear i would have worked out a deal <laughs> like she is the ultimate passive aggressive mom <laughs> passive aggressive is a good way to put that because I, I see so many others who will kind of do the whole you're going away the tough love bullshit and it's like don't have a fearmonger propaganda in here let's have fun you know <laughs> You know, Columbo kind of had that way too. Totally different format, very seventies. But he would just he would just chat to people, and they would just feed him information yeah. way more than they needed to. And he would get them to the point where sometimes they even liked him enough that they were happy to confess to him. And yeah. he was always a guest star, and that guest star was usually the murderer. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just usually had that a great actor. Who you're like, yeah. oh no, but. Um, or oddly Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. And <laughs> speaking of Bill Shatner, <laughs> second. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I I'm glad you did that segue. I was gonna hit on that. Uh Columbo, I find it decent, but it's just not oh my god, I gotta see it. Because this is a this is a it's little tad Very slower. stylized. It's almost like artistic in a way that no other murder show I've seen has been. I don't know how it lasted as long as it did, but 
uh, I think murder is just a little better at just kind of not being tongue in cheek, but just reminding you, hey, we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's light, even in the most gruesome episodes where they might, because uh, they were pretty good at tackling a social issue without making too big of a point of it. Yeah, uh, it implies part of the episode. Might be a serial killer or a escaped fugitive wanted for rape without. Yeah. playing into that kind of like hunter believe it or not which is wild because hunter has plenty of gunfights and shootouts but it's never like you say it's somehow in a way where it's not gory but you're like they don't hang on it it's part of the show but it's yes. the, the show is more about the conversations than you, you don't else. go up to a curb and see that there's blood on someone's wrist you're like oh jesus <laughs> i don't know if you ever saw the old avengers in the 1960s oh here we go now you're speaking my language yeah so you know they would do these scenes where there would be you know some type of violence but you'd never see blood oh totally and if there's anything we've learned from tv people tv people love referencing other classics tv stuff i just saw a latest ncis episode and me and my mother both agreed it's like oh uh, ducky uh david mccallum is a thousand percent that character he just named, that sounds so vaguely like his Man from Uncle character. <laughs> and even if it yeah. isn't, let's just go with it. because Everything's it, derivative. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. It's like, it's the same fucking thing, but it's restated five different ways. And then, yeah. <laughs> and you people either love that or hate that. They either say, I love the referential stuff because I watch it all, so it feels like an Easter egg for me, the fan. Or <laughs> you're someone who's like, I hate it, nothing's original. Um, and both opinions are valid. I, I like <laughs> it. I think it's fun. For sure. I've, I'm glad you brought up her soothing, gentle talking style because I feel like uh, Mary McDonald on as Sharon Ryder on uh, Major Crimes, the continuation of The Closer, that's like a close second like that's the exact reference she makes it her own but it definitely owes something to that much like the closer owes a lot to prime suspect <laughs> the whole i will you know i only have one thing i i just want i'm gonna close this case out <laughs> you know even if it takes a two-parter but yeah it's it, it seems like that's kind of a People just don't know how to angle actors as much anymore. We got to have electronic music playing. That's not even great electronic music. We got to have fancy MTV shots. <laughs> so he, when I watch these detective shows, I feel like there are two kinds of main detective in the show. You either have someone who is simple and direct. I want to close this. I want to get justice. And their <laughs> yeah. personal life is fairly simple. You know, you know, they've got friends they see and they've got background details, but they're not, their personal life isn't, the drama the drama Absolutely. is in the crime they're trying to solve and then you have the other style more based on like your noir detectives where the detective's a train wreck and that <laughs> either helps or gets in the way of the crime so more of your like um procedural shows are like that right like, you had um, it out for me yeah <laughs> so I, there are two different schools and i tend to prefer like the simple ones which are more of the cozy style but Absolutely. Uh, that's that's your preference too I, that, that's a good point because so many people just don't know how to let loose let alone even establish any kind of interest and i think we're just to the point where we just got to remind each other hey just do what you want to do <laughs> yeah and if you know what kind you like i think that helps you're gonna once you recognize what it is you like about a show or a genre or an actor that you're more inclined to be successful finding other things you that you want to watch instead of constantly trying to watch stuff um 
and being disappointed because it doesn't quite fit into <laughs> you know well i like Columbo. why wouldn't i like prime suspect you know you're when you know what you like you can stay in your lane and then you don't turn into that angry fan on the internet i don't <laughs> like this because it's not like this other thing mm-hmm. man oh man <laughs> it does happen quite a lot um I even wonder how much of it is just like, I don't know. <laughs> Not actually about the TV show and more about something going on inside the fan. Yeah, but even just like they melted their brain away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could speculate all I want, but I don't know. I feel like watching these murder shows is kind of nice because a lot of the fans tend to be older and not as online so like whereas a marvel movie you're probably going to have a younger more angry online fan base and you're more exposed to that sort of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) or uh i'm trying to remember what else came out that people were super pissed about recently it wasn't marvel mermaid's black that was it i'm just like i wasn't gonna see it but i might as well see it just so i can piss you fuckers off (laughs) yeah let's give them some money (laughs) let's give them some money make i want you to make 50 sequels of these and then everyone's going to be like, I'm unfriending you because you're too woke. Well, I had no idea that was a bad thing. Have fun at your brainwashed Christian church. Yes, <laughs> thank you for unfriending me. You've done me thank a favor. You. <laughs> I wasn't going to invite you anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but I think like the people who are online are all, also just going to be angrier. So there are probably tons of people who, to do. yeah, they love this stuff. They, they're just not online complaining about it <laughs> they've got better things to do with their time Clear, clearly i don't because i'm still live tweeting murder shows but if anything this has helped us be privatized it's like hmm why do you say that Man, go into their keep... post history from 2008 <laughs> right you keep saying that but I, oh my i'm seeing words i'm seeing your mouth move I'm, I'm i'm still waiting for a valid point you got five minutes I'm... left you're past <laughs> your elevator loving... pitch I'm loving this application of becoming an amateur sleuth, but for internet trolls. Oh, I, I, I'm i a mobile security guard. I'm always pretty much, we, we do it every day when we see a client complain. It's like, it's like, we'll literally just filter through it. Okay, hard ass. Okay, inside job. Okay, they're not gonna like anything we do, but we'll keep taking their money. Okay, <laughs> this contract ends. Okay, we'll do better. <laughs> it's like, just spot the bullshit. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> kind of like how there's yes and there's everything else. Can you imagine Angela Lansbury saying, don't bullshit a bullshitter? I would love that. Oh my. <laughs> well, there's AI. I don't want to use it, but it's only a matter yeah, of time I... before someone does a parody video on Instagram. If people yeah. can make it look like Schwarzenegger singing the sound of music, I, I would love to see her <laughs> saying, no, the bullshit, the bullshit, my dear. <laughs> it would be funny, but then we're also feeding the AI machine. Mm-hmm. We're feeding the beast candy. It'd be better to just hire a sound alike and do a random, a bio black sheep type animation. <laughs> a drag Angela Lansbury to come to a performance. Oh my dear, yeah. <laughs> so the Sleuth Channel has ranked her America's top, and number six on America's top sleuths. Number world... six? Yeah, I don't know why she's number six. Uh, who could, let me look at this fucking list. Um, excuse my French, sorry, not sorry. Um... Oh, yeah. No. No, 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 no. Who's number one? Let's hear it. Okay. You know what? I'm going to start from the bottom. Marge and Fargo, Clarice and Hannibal. She's... No. 
she, wouldn't she's say a sleuth. FBI gal. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't call her a sleuth. But. Yeah, this is why this is bullshit. They're using they're using all different federal agents and detectives and even <laughs> I can understand John Shaft and Sam Spade, but <laughs> they even put freaking Lieutenant Freeman from Naked Gun. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, so they got, I'm not kidding, they got every other person from Jagnet and NYPD Blue and X-Files, so this is why this is already bullshit, but they got Sherlock Holmes, they got Lieutenant Kojak, I'll, I'll let that fly, and then, uh, uh, so, okay, Grissom, again, not a, whatever, it's kind of a, it's a terrible that. list, but that's okay, we'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Remington still seven, and then she's six, and then Quincy Me. That's okay. Crockin and Tubbs again. No, those are those are Vice Squad guys. And then Jim Rockford again. Put him in her place. And then Columbo. He would be number twenty five for me. He's the granddad you invite when you're out of options. And then number one is Magnum. And I'm like, he should. He could be number two at the most because for the most part, he relies on his crew to fly. Yeah. Around. He's like Harry Potter. He doesn't yeah. really do anything of his own. Thank you. Yes. The yeah. Harry Potter of the 80s. There you go. Yeah. Without Ron Hermione, he can't very well do things. Uh, look, look at the Fellowship of the Ring. Without Strider, <laughs> Legolas, and Gimli, let alone the Hobbits, you don't have shit. Oh, yeah. Frodo couldn't keep that ring off his finger. Without what are Sam. you doing, Frodo? Come on. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, I sometimes, it's funny how you say that. I will see people sometimes feel sorry for a villain or a villain protagonist or someone who eventually betrays them. So it's like, they'll feel sorry for like Boromir. And I'm like, uh, he was destined for fail. He didn't have a good upbringing and he didn't have any stability. He, someone had to fail in order for the team to become stronger. So he was the one on the chopping. Yeah. Who else would you have put in his place? Uh, I see people bitch about Marion Pippin, but that's fucking mean. I'm, I don't hate kids. Oh, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I would probably say Gimli because he's very stubborn at the very start, like just arguing, arguing, fuck you, Elves. <laughs> I would have thought he would have been the first to fall and say, I'm going to shoot it away to my golden cave. And he didn't do that, fortunately. <laughs> uh, but she is listed on Bravo's 100 Greatest TV Characters and AOL named her 100 Most Memorable Female TV Characters. So that flies. Yeah, and what I, I mean, she came out at a great sweet spot uh, in TV because we also had the Golden Girls. So we had a bunch there of, you, go. <laughs> you know, women over 50 who, uh, yeah, the relationships with each other and other people were part of the show, but it wasn't about them just like being grandparents or having like romances. Although they did sometimes have romances. In Murder, She Wrote, Jessica was single. You know, she was a widow and she was fine with that. They alluded, you know, she had flirtations with men, but it was never about that. It was, you know, she was never about easy lays. It was kind of like Cagney and Lacey, where they literally just put their hands on the other hand and say, I trust you. I will share a room with you. It doesn't even, you know, that could be. Yeah, she partnered with men and she could be friends with men, but it wasn't about the men and we saw that like in the golden girls and it was a mm -hmm. good it was a good era for older women to look up to um the golden girls solved social problems and uh were hilarious and jessica fletcher solved crimes and uh was funny in a like tongue-in-cheek kind of way absolutely <laughs> a tongue-in-cheek is definitely the right word because like i'll see so many other movies and shows they don't know how when they get to a certain season or an actor is just like off the rockers with their overstuffed ego, it does seem like after a while, some editors have a really rough time trying to organize all the different tones and moods in one room. 
yeah they did a good job of keeping the tone consistent um and it's you know it's easy to conflate jessica fletcher with angela lansbury because she did play her for so long but i would say they're um their personalities are different. I don't know if you've ever had the joy of seeing Angela Lansbury's like movement and wellness video, Smooth Moves, from not. the 80s. It's a, it's a treasure. It's about like staying active in a gentle way so you can play with your grandkids. Oh and um, She's a see. bit of a hippie. <laughs> There's a scene of her taking a bubble bath and talking about, you know, staying womanly after menopause. It's just Oh my god, you can Sweet watch the whole thing on YouTube Sweet. right now. Yes, you can. I, this uh, reminds me of the Dolph Lundgren workout video. Maximum I watched it with a friend of mine over Twitch and we were doing the workout and afterwards we were both like, wow, th- our arms and shoulders actually feel a lot better <laughs> during this geriatric woman's video. But I, I would say she's a little more uh, hippie, a little more California than the Jessica Fletcher character. That's awesome. <laughs> It's you know it's it's not it a looks bad nice. <laughs> it's not a bad video. <laughs> no, it isn't. I, I help. I think TV favorite Tracy Scoggins did a bunch of those. It's, it's always funny when you just see that, and like you say, it's uh, you basically you get someone who's just like I, I I'll call this basically I'll say this: Murder She Wrote has inspired the Ted Lasso effect. In fact, I think he even brought her up just randomly, just one day, as oh. random TV he watched. I could be remembering it wrong, but there's a gazillion references to anything on that show. But like, Lasso's so gentle, I don't even see any trolls trolling about it. And this one is kind of that same format where it's just like you're just so nice. Even the most sickest person has to really be out of their depth to really want to pick on you. I could see that. Yeah. And there might be valid criticisms about the shows, but ultimately the values the shows are talking about most of the time are pretty good. Oh, Dolly, I, it seems very, very rare that I'll just see someone go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that is a Nazi worthy comment, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I unfortunately. I've never even seen anyone just say, "Hey, that, that show, I couldn't stand it." My mom watched too much of it. You know, it seems like everyone was just like, "Yep, yeah, gentle." It, it was on. <laughs> it I'm out. familiar with it. Yeah, uh, I'll even take it a little more over Simon and Simon because that that opening theme is just kind of fun and kind of sets the stage and jaunty. Hmm? Jaunty, like it's so upbeat. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, dancing um, around, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no i mean because yeah there's plenty of other shows that, like you'll watch and it's like yeah that that wrapped up way too gently <laughs> uh or it not gently is not the right word or that was just too silly i don't even know what i watched but i think everyone could benefit from watching it especially if you don't want to watch something too slow on i don't know pbs or uh you've tried getting into some decent mystery but everything is too predictable you know? <laughs> well you know like a decent like decent mystery takes more than half an hour and i don't like murder she wrote episodes they're not quite as short as half an hour i want to say they're more like 40 minutes they were probably so many of them in like a day i was like holy shit how long are these they're pretty quick like they're (laughs) but nowadays like if you watch like a serious you know murder show it's it's almost a movie it's like 90 minutes long it's another eight episodes so it's like an eight hour movie yeah, it's like a mini series, and these uh these like cozy TV mystery shows they're quick. You know, they're twenty to forty it's minutes. Funny you each. mentioned that. There's actually a channel called Cozy. 
Yeah. I, and I think that, they actually played it on there. <laughs> is, that's not just Cozy Mysteries, though. Is it more nostalgic no, that, TV? That, it's nostalgic. Yeah, they got everything from Quantum Leap to... I feel like my parents are watching that, and that's oh, how I do There you go, that. man. It, well, that's how cool it is, how there's all these different options. And I love how even just other places like Start TV, uh, Wii TV, and all these other places will, instead of just saying, now we're the current rights owners, you know, syndicating it i love how they'll do little funny bumpers kind of like what usa network used to do but it doesn't really do much anymore and it's like well really you know have fun with your talent you know with what your camaraderie what you currently got <laughs> yeah for sure like it's it's entertainment like i know it's money and i know it's business Instead but it's of also entertainment five episodes all day with no real other fanfare or interaction with the audience <laughs> oh man but uh I think it's on Tubi, I believe. Let's see where else it's streaming. Since... I think it might be on Peacock. So I um mm-hmm. own the DVDs uh because I nice. took dental medication and ordered them online. <laughs> but there you go. But I know that um people have been streaming it on Peacock uh when we do our, our live tweets and makes there's... sense. It's a universal deal. So it's all on there. Half of those seasons are on freebie, Amazon's ad based deal. And I think Tubi uh, sometimes does, and Tubi's I okay. I swear it was, yeah, but for whatever reason, Tubi doesn't always pop up sometimes on those IMDb They listings. go back and forth. I it, I feel like they've got like a six months on one network, six months on another. Uh, it's always airing somewhere. Gotcha. Because it used to be on Netflix. That's how I originally like rediscovered it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, okay, uh, GAC channel, what is that? Oh, wow. Great American Family Channel. I don't even know that I carry that one. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a euphemism? Like whenever right? <laughs> something tells you it's good, whenever something leads off with like good, you know secretly there something terrible is happening. <laughs> right. Why do you have to tell me you're good? Re- replace good with great American tragedy. <laughs> yeah, or you find out it's run by like, I don't know, spies or something. Yeah, like, Hobby Lobby type scumbag. Yeah, we're like... going to milkshake duck this great American TV channel because I don't trust it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and this is why we're in the right crowd because I was just, before we even started, I was just talking with one of my friends and saying, man, people have even more blind patriotism nowadays to where they just want to shout at it's each other. It's terrifying. Sad. We're going to war. War's wrong, but it, it's a must. evil. It's not evil. You know, we didn't see a lot of that stuff on Murder, She Wrote. Like, as I rewatch it, you know, over and over. There's like one or two Marines being questioned or something in one of those movies. Sometimes the cops are good. Sometimes they're bad. I'm like, Murder, She Wrote was really progressive for the 80s and 90s. It's too smart for stupid people to where stupid people just don't even tune in. We're like, what's that? That's lame. Me. Yeah, it is and, nice when our old favorites like stand up and they're not copaganda. Like that can yes. be a problem with some of these detective shows. Mm-hmm. I can watch Nash Bridges, but I if I see anyone saying I want to be like him, I'm gonna be like, oh, Christ. <laughs> like I think you've missed the point. <laughs> you missed the point. Uh, I, I, it's funny how you mentioned that. I would see every once in a while someone say, "Lovers too woke." They brought up a gun control or abortion issue. I'm like. Like, they've only haven't done that the last 50 times. Where the hell were you? And, I mean, uh, I love I love it now, too, how you see an increase in people being fired from cop shows. They're like, man, dude, you're like a total SWAT enthusiast. You want to burst into every house. Good God, get out of here. <laughs> so I don't know how you feel about adult cartoons, um, but I watch, I watch Bob's Burgers. 
Yeah, and the guy who plays the asshole, Jimmy Pesto, the actor, was yeah, arrested for his 6th. being yeah. at January 6th. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, good. Like, I'm glad we're in an age of accountability where people Absolutely. who commit actual treason are I, being held I didn't even see anyone stand up for them. They were like, seriously? Oh, I, I, I saw a couple felt... people stand oh, up. Really? But not, fan, not fans of the show, just people who were generally like, he shouldn't lose his job because he was caught on video at oh, a um, insurrection. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a terrorist. He should totally not go anywhere. Right. Yeah, maybe he should be on house arrest for a while until he <laughs> goes to trial. I think I was, I kind of wondered at first, you know, because you don't always see every kind of Hollywood actor just who's been working commonly for a while get brainwashed and just show up at random events but then i kind of just saw how young and naive he kind of was on mr show and even just another bit parts like men in black 2 and i just started just kind of kept looking at it and i summed up it's like yeah that checks out and <laughs> like well he, he you got know something somewhere along the way that somehow i don't know if he just wasn't around enough people and he just went into a dark portal on the web or what on parlor <laughs> oh like he got red pilled I know some people are like that the whole time though. Like um, Lawrence Fox, who's in some beloved British cozies, um, mm-hmm. is terrible right wing yes. guy, and he uh, was the recently trying to get... crowd. No one wants anything oh, to do with them. Yeah, that asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a shame because he's such a funny writer. But yeah. um, it, you know, do to you want to work with it's that not guy? Like he wrote every episode. You know, I'm kind of that no. way with X Files, where I give credits to the writing staff and less credit to the creator, who was kind of just. What do I have to, what what do you need to sign me to sign a check for? (laughs) That's a good point because like, it's one thing, there's some shows I, I, like, I cannot watch because of the the shittiness of the people in them, but in others, it's like, all right. Rick and Morty, where I'm like, I, I, the fans are shitty. Yeah, I got, I, the show's funny, but I can't watch it anymore because it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But if you're watching a show that's otherwise mostly good, it's okay to say like, I hate this one guy, but I support these other actors and writers who seem to be decent. And or maybe the casting was perfect. Like Stacey Dash played an idiot in most of her movie roles. I'm like, that, that checks out. Uh, look <laughs> yeah, at it does. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert Davi often plays a douchebag. Yeah, that, that that checks out. And uh, Jonathan Majors just got canceled, and he's in two hit movies where he, well, one of them wasn't a hit, but Creed Three was excellent. But hey, there's the villain in both, so. That doesn't ruin the movie for me. I didn't have to like him at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they're not like a big part of also getting a ton of money from Yeah, if it's like, a blink the and proceeds. a miss cameo, I'll I'll deal with it. <laughs> I was but just it... thinking about how I didn't want to watch something with Seth Rogen in it because for the longest time, mm-hmm. and I'm correct now, but I thought Joe Rogan and Seth Rogan were the same person. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> they were years. And then my friends were like, you dumbass. They're two different people. To be and fair, so now I can watch if you don't find Seth out Rogan you're funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my co-host, John, is actually going to comment on a segment on this later. Has actually <laughs> said that before. Is like, I always have to, when he sees that Rogan's in a movie, he's always asking me up front. He's like, uh, did he disrupt the movie or not? And I'm very open-minded. I'm like, he didn't disrupt Mario Brothers. I haven't seen Fablemans by Spielberg yet, but I hope <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Or... But then again, it's Spielberg, so he he can make shit smell great, you know? <laughs> it, it is funny, too, how some people just have the magic touch. Like, I've seen people who are dreadful in yes. all kinds of high school movies and soapy medical shows be excellent on the West Wing. This is sometimes just the format. Sometimes it's just however demanding the producers and directors are that just got that person just silenced their ego for those 12 hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do get a good performance. 
yeah no or maybe they just followed the lead they're like i admire him i i want to get my head out of my ass and stop being a wimpy you know whiny guy in the corner <laughs> i would say that's professional growth and professional experience growth in, or, in many cases it's a rarity i mean I, i'm listening to all kinds of other shows and um any on a I've never heard anyone say that production fell behind or anyone didn't want anything to do with this show after a while. And I think that's a rarity, but I'm hearing the same thing with psych now. Like it was a total rarity. There was like maybe only a few guest stars who got blindly signed on and didn't know what was going on and uh, had to be told, you know, excused early, but I've never heard like virtually everyone on that show is like friends with everyone, the gaffers, the catering. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a Facebook group and uh, someone who used to work with the, on the crew is on it and he's sharing behind the scenes photos and like oh, little stories about the actors and it's all it's so sweet is it the stunt coordinator i think i think i'm dan shia i see him on there quite a lot and it might be the stunt coordinator. sometimes I just i'll even recognize and i'll be like oh my god you're the murder victim in that photo <laughs> did you correct yourself i love his story about william windham at one point was like eating whole lobsters on the set like he would finish his scene and he'd put on a bib and he'd eat a lobster <laughs> like, that is so relatable because if i were uh william windham i would have done the same thing <laughs> right but yeah, it's it's sweet that everyone had the, those good happy memories and that the people also like the books like they were fine with them the estate they had no problem with it like it was just a sweet way of embracing uh something that was so popular for so long it's totally because you get just just worn out when you just hear how so many people wanted nothing to do with it it's like okay mm -hmm. it's cool it's but then other times we have to just remind everyone hey you're not on set busting your ass all day. You, know? you, you want to challenge yourself, but then maybe you don't. Maybe you just want career security. But yeah, there, uh, you know, like I was cool with that in some cases. Like Maloney is like, okay, I don't like the money. I'll just take a tenure, a decade break, and then come back to, you know, Law and Order franchise, but and still do other impressive stuff all other places. But then you see other stuff too, like where you see movies and TV shows where it just seems like they were going to just get. Uh, swallowed up in it after a while to where they didn't want to do anything <laughs> well yeah and I think sometimes when you hear about these shows and you hear about like tough sets or um, people being crabby on set and it makes you maybe initially not want to watch the show again it's important to remember that that's hard work like working on a set is a lot of hurry up and wait and it's boring as hell um, I had I've the an extra I trust me but I, yeah. I don't think I could even do extra work nowadays because half the time you really aren't even fucking needed there and you're working with directors who just want to play god there's like eh, snip 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 sorry not sorry <laughs> or i um worked in downtown cleveland when they were filming the avengers movies and uh <laughs> they were filming him right outside my office so like i'd oh, be on damn. the phone trying to stuntman burst through the wall sorry well yeah <laughs> they were we're blowing up a car and then they're screaming and i'd be like would you please hold and then i'd you know mute the phone but what i remembered was there was so much like the poor people just standing around so like i'd have to go across the street to the court and the <sighs> people like roping off the set would be like wait hold on we got to set up for this next explosion 20 minutes would go by everyone you know they can't go anywhere you can't go to the bathroom mm -hmm. you're in your hair and makeup pedestrians can't cross the street that's and, why they often have the dead bodies be played by stuntmen because there's like they're the only ones who can tolerate just all this heat and stamina. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I remember yeah. watching a funny, I think it was 24, had some very hysterical special features and I appreciated it because regardless of whether you like the show or not, it was always good at reminding everyone, hey, you're only as good as the stage, the set design, the editing, the 
collaboration and at one point they're doing a prison uh long story short the heroes undercover with trying to bust a dangerous criminal who he's gained the trust of out of prison and there's a riot and now uh they're playing russian roulette and everything and they finally escape but what's so funny is uh, half the stuntmen are just all asleep just playing dead bodies <laughs> because <laughs> that's a hard job i mean that is all day it's physical so yeah when I, when you hear these set stories like grain assault obviously if someone's being like an assaulter or something that's one thing but if you're just hearing that like your main actor was crabby and sometimes a little difficult to work with well yeah that they were at work like it's fun for us but for them it's work absolutely and some people really really do love their job and that's why it is so hard to kind of figure out the different scandals that to where it's like i need more than just five complaints like i who is it exactly who's complaining is it a ex-boyfriend or girlfriend who only wanted to parade on their fame or is it you know are they just shitty off the set but professional at work or is it you know like but i really do look at who is complaining so i was like okay if it's I've been around makeup and wardrobe. Those people are always nightmares. So if they're complaining or. Are they gossips? Is that like the gossipy part of the movie set? It's not so much that as it is. You sit, sit here now. I had someone bark at me like a dog one time to where I was like, man, I so want to punch you in the face. <laughs> but I didn't because I. Then that story would be on the internet, and then no I one would want to. I would be wanna... the prick who punched out a supposedly nice talent, and was like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a prick." But uh, and then there was another gal who was like, "Why don't you bring any clothes?" I'm like, "I, I brought a bunch of clothes, and you told me you don't like them." <laughs> so you've got to play the game, and then at the same time, you also got to just blow it off. It doesn't really matter. You won't. Uh, five hours from now they'll be all ADD and act like they never said that and be laughing with you and you'll just pretend to laugh just so they go away <laughs> so, so yeah. I wonder if these old shows like if the internet had been around oh like yeah. it is now if like stuff like this I'm sure was still happening then we just would have heard about it more we don't hear about it now because you need to listen to how not, not to make a immediate. movie it's <sighs> by the guys who did worked on Tells from the Crypt and they worked on all other kinds of stuff and <laughs> Uh, they'll, they'll tell you stories but i there was a great story where they talked about this guy who had done it all he had been like an assistant ad he had done parachute stunts he'd done all kinds of stuff and he was on a nash bridges episode and long story short if nash misinterpreted or got angry he'd go and sulk on his yacht for six hours where you're like oh nice. my <laughs> god you are a i'm a jealous of you because a everyone wants to be on that yacht and b Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you really are that far gone. <laughs> and so long story short, the AD, just because he set a direction, uh, like he gets called off in front of the crew. And by the way, this will be your last episode. It's like, man. So he did his job and he got fired. <laughs> I, I think, but yes, it, before TMZ, uh, uh, before BLM, it would have been interesting to see what, uh, what it would have looked like. Just, how many people would have been let go after free episodes? Like, nope, we're recasting you. You know, we're using visual effects. We're, we're For sure. We're doing a body swatch. You know, you, you we're doing a Doctor Who. <laughs> you you switch bodies and appearances. Do you remember when Christian Bale lost his mind on Absolutely. set? And I get it. Like, if if you've been set working for hours and someone like blunders into a scene, I've been on indie movies that... like that with actual shitty method actors. But 
Yeah. But it, I it, love the response to that was to take his rant and turn it into a techno song and put it on I YouTube. Have it. <laughs> what a glorious response to like a, a human reaction to something frustrating instead of just, you know, being a keyboard warrior. They were like, we're going to turn it into a techno song and everyone can make fun of it. Um, I think that's uh, a great, a great fan response to that. Absolutely. My, my dudette, it was just so hysterical because this is like it's the only way we could laugh it off is after seeing all the actors come to his a we see Bryce Dallas Howard and uh Whoopi Goldberg defending him like I don't give two shits what was going on I get that the cinematographer got too close all he had to do was say no no go back go back that would have been fine instead of what you're doing you know just go for five takes acting like he's trying to wrong you I don't care you know what the guy did beforehand you know it's not like he ate your hamster well, you know, on the other hand, to expect theater people not to be dramatic is to expect them to be something yeah, that they're not. I know. Half my theater friends wanted to slip the rest when they had to work with one professor, so I never took his class. I took just the basics and got my ass out of there. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's um, it seems like a tough job. and uh... I think that's what it is, too. It's tough. Everyone feels like a circus freak because it's so fucking hard to explain it to people who aren't part of the industry and at the same time it's like mm, but should we really <laughs> but you know the fans we demand our shows so you know yeah. we we want our shows to be entertaining and smooth and well edited and well acted but we don't want to know about the you know like the back of the embroidery we don't want to see the mess behind the scenes that's the other thing too like some people don't want to peel back the curtain and other people get very angry when you peel back the curtain like we do uh i have this excellent book you should check it out it's not TV, making fun of the HBO slogan. You yeah. own it, of course you do. Um, but uh, or no, you're writing it down. Sorry, I'm writing guys. it down. <laughs> She's in private eye mode. Sounds like an excellent note. My ghostwriter casebook. Uh, Oxford. There you go. It was a evening in an August of the 27th, <laughs> and I had had it with this motherfucker. Oh wait, no, you can't say it on TV. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's TV talks about all the various toxicity behind the scenes. You know, I some of it I'm already privy to, others I'm just totally heartbroken. And I'm like, that totally makes sense. That, but you know, that's how powerful corporate media was back then. It's like, go to the press with this. This person's thinking of leaving the show or that. There was a lot of cock blocking. There was a lot of gatekeeping. There was all kinds of can't say this about that you just don't get it and but um like you say if there had been cameras back then it would have been interesting to see yeah. who would have been fired how programming would have changed how people yeah it's, it's one thing for us to like have nostalgia for these shows that we love and be like oh how cool everyone got along but you know, they didn't all the time that would be like, unreasonable I, I but I'm, I'm also glad to not know about all of it on the other hand yeah so if people well, and that, that's how I was when I found out that Chris Noth had been an asshole and taken advantage of two different women while married. And I was like, yeah, well, but the damage was done. He, there's no one else who could play Logan <laughs> on order, but he's not working anymore. So what do I give a shit? <laughs> yeah, I um I read the articles with the accounts and uh, it was pretty horrific. So I'm I'm glad he got canceled, canceled for real, because he sounds like that was a pattern of behavior. He was so. like drunk. It's not like he was trying to groom everybody, but he was still is like, come on, it'll be fun. I'm like, no means no, dude. Yeah. If you have to hear it just to get the essence of what's going on, then you're already not ready to learn. Well, and the two people on record, because you know it's more than two people, but Zoe the two Lister, people who came forward 
like 10 years apart same story same yeah. approach same method so you know how many other women did he do this to so yeah i could have I'm, I'm sure there's someone in new york who got slapped on the ass at an elite restaurant and was like oh i will never serve a celebrity again mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, speaking of victims like uh dumb, brendan fraser yeah victim making a comeback good for him so i'm so sick of everyone acting like mills have never been assaulted it's like uh, hell in certain gym class i got verbally assaulted i was like i don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> people act like you have to actually put your hand on their body for them to be uncomfortable or like they're insecure it's like dude there are all so many ways mm-hmm. in which you can violate people yeah and so when actors do it um especially on a set which is so intimate yeah and you have to get so close to the other actors i'm glad that people are getting justice totally. justice for that as though angela lansbury was standing behind them saying what are you mm. doing oh dear we have something to look on here <laughs> but yeah no i i i'm with you i got sick of so many different everyone's probably wondering why we're on a soapbox it's like well we're playing private eyes here because this show introduces all kinds of methods all different kinds of filmmaking all different types of production values and Nowadays, you just get sick of hearing rare productions where, again, crew members are afraid to speak up for fear of being fired because it's, again, it's happened for only, what, the last 50 years? So, yeah, same thing with cops. It's like, if you can't trust them, you're not going to call them when you actually need them. So, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, why did they call? So, I mean, I do like it also, too. Like, East New York was really good at just showing the different viewpoints without taking a side. And it's like, see, that is exactly how a sh- a hothead cop would even talk in today's world on social media. And yeah, that's exactly how someone might talk nowadays. <laughs> like, see, someone's listening. Someone wants to make a solid, plausible show instead of pretend cops. We're the good guys, man. Yeah, yeah I, um, I think we're getting more balanced and mm-hmm. nuanced characters. I mean, hell, Stabler's Task Force is organized crime, and he was kind of, you know, a hothead yes <laughs> for most yes. of his career so this is redemption art so that works as a drama and that works as today's world i mean his lieutenant is a closeted officer who's divorced from someone who you know has had incidents with cops so i think that's an interesting thing to talk about we don't talk enough about police unions i've listened to enough true crime things on how i think it was a few bad apples check that one out and that they they just talked about how it's real not only is sometimes getting a divorce hard, but it's especially hard if you're divorcing from a police officer. <laughs> oh, I can't even. Because they will always take his or her word, uh, the, the cop's word over mm-hmm. whoever's getting divorced. And, you know, if they're a wife beater, if they're drunk, it's not looking good. Yeah, the statistic is 40% of the cops that we know of are involved in some sort of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. That we know of. And it would be remiss not to suggest that working with uh, the traumatic things you do won't also shape you as a person if you are a police officer. And I think cop shows historically have actually done a pretty good job of that. When we talked before about your um, uncomplicated like private investigator versus like your complicated um, cop or PI with the, the issues, I think they were sort of alluding to that. Like if you're going to work with people who are doing crimes, you either have to be familiar with that to begin with, or if you aren't, it's gonna, it's gonna corrupt you too. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have more of that today, but I, I think that people mm-hmm. all along have been trying to show that at least when they're sh- like showing cops. 
Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I mean, that's what David Simon was always like. He hated doing the Law and Order crossovers with Homicide. He's like, that's just not how cops act. And well, because uh, we wouldn't watch a show about how cops really act, would we? Like a lot of police work is. Boring. Oh, we would. It's Homicide <laughs> in the Wire, <laughs> but I, <laughs> uh, but I know what you mean. They both try a different angle. They're trying the exact same thing. It's just you know, one takes a little more, uh, you know, license than the other. But they're speaking the same language, and like you say, you got to just separate the different voices in the room they're too close to it you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and ultimately remember what you're watching is entertainment like it might shine yeah. a light on things you'd never thought about before and make Not you think about it yeah. but even if it is documented they're edited they're paid for by people reality like, tv is not even reality you know no no it's entertainment. shows half the time even the prize doesn't really matter <laughs> no well you're just gonna turn around and pay that back in taxes but you get to be on jeopardy and say hey grandma look i was on jeopardy right oh i i'm glad you brought that up because like yeah this was coming up at the very beginning of the internet and my my mother my my grandmother was the queen of i what is it going to take you know to apply to be on will of fortune you know Uh. (laughs) and you know the chances were good but she kept trying she's like there's no foul (laughs) it's true she doesn't get on if she doesn't apply yeah, she would have had better luck with prices, same thing right? With voting, you you you're not going to have any respectability if you aren't even haven't been voting since I don't know 1980. <laughs> you know, just like playing the lottery. And here I'm advocating: go spend all your money on the lottery. You're not going to win it if you don't play. It. Absolutely. Hell, still a bank. <laughs> Change your name. <laughs> rob make your a own bank. Poli- make your own political party. Boom. Get a burner phone. Rob a that burner. bank. They're not going to catch you. Get Go a satellite to phone. Even. <laughs> Uh, I, I I even wanted to order one of those as a prop when I was doing like a terrorist mystery short film for class one time. It's like, you know what? Screw it. Let's take one of those old bones and just spray paint it black. It'll look just the same. <laughs> like a, an Altoid tin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder who actually still wants to use a satellite phone. I doubt anyone's even thought of that in a while. <laughs> God, I haven't heard the phrase satellite phone since like 2002. Because where would you even go? It's like, it's somewhere in the Netherlands and it also looks like it's coming from Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> you Nowadays, you just get a VPN. Get a Google <laughs> voice you. number yes. and a VPN. Mm-hmm. Put all your, rob a bank, put all that money into the lottery. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, but uh, all together, it, I'm glad you, we could do this chat because it just doesn't seem like everyone lets loose with enough uh, material that they're privy to. <laughs> Random and wide ranging topics that somehow we can manage to draw back to murder. She wrote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a kind of unwinding show because I see so many others that just start up too much. It's like, God damn it, I needed something peaceful or dramatically rewarding and now you just made me cry so i'm gonna be up an extra 40 minutes <laughs> before going to bed <laughs> no we're talking cozy cozy mysteries we're talking justice here tonight justice here and same thing with psych it's like this is the same thing except then there's gonna be six different gags that are just gonna make you gut bust and you're like oh my god what this is a rarity how is this possible to show this to both kids family and no one got offended you know it's that rare kind of deal. Like, um, mm-hmm. I I showed my, I like psych is literally infectious. Like, I am still trying to introduce it to some other family members who are just hesitant. I'm like, guys, you're complaining. There's not enough funny stuff. 
watch this with me damn it it's a good show yeah <laughs> I, w- I showed people in just the middle of it and my brother and father had seen parts of it never really got into it they gave it another shot they are just like how much more is there <laughs> give me five it's more. got something for everyone which is so <laughs> rare in a tv show well, yeah and but they they learn from the greats they learn from murder she wrote because mm-hmm. murder is kind of you know how do you talk about murder <laughs> stressful <laughs> but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be yeah they're they're, they're long gone they want you to remember them or maybe not <laughs> uh all together it, it was such a delight talking about you Let, let's let's talk about you we haven't talked enough about you so miss tyler where can we find your various other podcasts and blogs and uh other events well apparently i had forgotten that i have a blog called uh grown ass book reports where i read books and then uh criticize them heavily but i i blog like once a year i'm on goodreads as stephanie t Uh, you can find me on twitter heavy d is hungry hungry spelled with an o and that's usually where i promote other podcasts i'm on i'm on something called the show hole where we um really inappropriately talk about current events a lot of swearing a lot of bathroom humor in that and then my uh cuddle bros and i uh oliver rockside i believe you did a law and order discussion with him mm-hmm. and aaron white uh we do something called the masochist movie collective so we all pick a bad movie or a cult movie <laughs> and then we break it down and some of us talk about it very seriously and try to stick to a format and others of us uh are very chaotic we'll return after these messages hello and welcome to culture shocked the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions join us every tuesday as we discuss movies tv games and even music new and old dude what do you think you're doing are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now well uh yeah Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, For instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. No, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, Nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga. Right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous i don't even know where to anyways uh that'll do it from all of us here at culture shock thanks for listening hey it's brent pope the host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week on breakfast you get inside hollywood info and tips great breakfast wrecks and booty debates most of all you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week so dig in it's breakfast time listen at breakfast.com apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between goku and superman hi i'm james gavsey and on the who would win show me and my co-host ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Coming back for the second segment. John Mark, back in the house. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing terrific. Uh, I don't know about the dead body in the cupboard. We're going to have to solve that mystery. Um, <laughs> there we go. The lovely race from one Thank of the you. best psych podcasts <laughs> ever made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other uh, than Maggie and Tim's podcast. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. So we just all together just decided, you know, bring over delicious flavor. Yes. And all of us wanted to talk about this show at some point, And we've all gotten, mm-hmm. when I had Heavy D on earlier, it, it just blew my mind how... This is like the rare comfort food. And uh, John just got into it this last year. I literally saw a good chunk of it for the first time. I just had seen parts of it over the years and been familiar, but, you know, it just kind of like Matlock was on Hallmark Channel, just nonstop 24 <laughs> seven. Um, That's how I discovered it pretty much. Yeah. I think I've seen almost every single episode of Matlock. Oh dear. Oh, good. It's yes, fun, it's, but it's kind of low, bro. Oh my gosh. It's so dumb, but there's this like, well, there's multiple 24-hour Pluto channels, and there is a 24-hour Matlock channel, and it is great. <laughs> Pluto, Every okay. Hour, nice. On the hour, it's a new episode of Matlock, and I think they, I think they air them in like order too. So, yeah. I've tried like, messing with Pluto. It just seemed to kind of vary by, I don't know, just it's very mid. Uh, like I just can't handle the commercials. <laughs> like, oh gosh, I know. Yeah, they're, I know. they're very annoying. I've tried watching some movies on it. Yeah, that's just it too. Like I was seeing a movie and I was like, I guess I've seen two thirds of this, oh. and it's not holding my attention. So I'll just say the <laughs> jump. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Um, all the other. Uh, how would you describe this show, uh, Grace? <laughs> um. I think it's just like a really comforting bowl of soup, if that makes any sense. Yeah, oh, nice. This is the progressive. It is, yeah, it is the exact same every single time. You you know what you're gonna get, and it's it's just great. I mean, I grew up with Angela Lansbury being in like Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's the second time, yeah. Big yeah, she point. yeah, uh, she did the special features on the end of the Wizard of Oz VHS that I had as a child, that I still have. Obviously, that's right. Yeah, she did some so, like, TV hosting. So gigs. she did that. She did a bunch of like voiceover stuff. She she was like, I feel like she was everywhere when I was a kid. So when, when passed, I was like, though, I gotta hand it to the editorials. They really did their homework on her. They didn't do what they typically do when someone passes away, where they're just like copy, you know, the first five things on their Wikipedia page. Yeah, because <laughs> she like, was really, really, really talented. Uh, and 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 they quoted her like she got out of 
villain typecasting by leaning into the charm and it's like see yeah. that's awesome anyone else would have handed up and just been happy to just work and she's like eh, yeah. i'm getting out of here <laughs> she, she used to be in like a bunch of those musicals they would like dub over her voice for some reason because they didn't like her like her voice i don't know i I, like, I forgot about that i yeah, can't remember so if she, she sings in annie the 82 one at all i don't i have no idea i just i have no idea but i would say that this it's a very consistent show much like matlock or um diagnosis murder (laughs) another thing from cbs nbc pretty much any sort of cbs show that re-airs on like hallmark movies and mysteries at like 2 p.m every day (laughs) yes yes oh man uh all together um what what would you say is your favorite mystery on on the show or the kinds of mysteries you know because there's a bunch but Uh, i kind of like the ones where they like you say kind of deal with like a visiting diplomat or some other just bizarre like neighborhood (laughs) disturbance i remember one episode where she was on like a cruise ship or something oh i know that one yep yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's, you? there's, I don't think I saw that one. With Leslie Nielsen, yeah, there's I think, like a, is on there. Leslie, oh. There's a cruise ship one. Uh, I saw the Leslie Nielsen episode of Kojak, if that makes any difference. <laughs> he was a real bad apple on that one. <laughs> Having a shootout at an airport, I could not believe it. I'm like, damn what, it. Leslie what cracks me up is that there's always... Like when she's in her in her hometown of Cabot Cove, I think that's what it's called. Yep. It's like the <laughs> murder capital of the world, much like Santa Barbara is in psych. Like it's like there's so much murder going on. Gosh, there was like one episode where her like her son was accused of murder or something. Yep. He's always being a dipshit. He's like, accused yeah, of murder. Yeah, like, and then there's like point. one episode where there's this like costume party. And there's one where she's like a nun dies. It's like there's all these weird random oh, yeah. episodes. Uh, <laughs> she's overseas and she's a, at a diplomat party and somebody slips some sort of film into her purse and she gets arrested. No, no. She can't go home because she's oh, been arrested. No, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then someone gets shot, but did they really get shot? Who knows? <laughs> well, when she's on the bus and then it breaks down and they have to go into a diner. And Was this before like, Spain came nine. out? <laughs> I, I, I feel like she's been on the bus multiple times and it like breaks down. Like, I this she. She just does so much, and I don't know how it's kind she of an does adventure it. show without, like you say, being uh, well, who killed only killed who, you know, <laughs> like there's gonna be oh murder, but sometimes it's gonna even just be a Christmas special. <laughs> I will admit, and I actually kind like, of saw the specials first. There's an, there an episode with like a, like a horse race, and the horses were oh, getting yeah. murdered or something. It's like there's so something many that should be, like you say, uh, depressing, <laughs> and yet somehow they made it work. It's a very uplifting show about murder. <laughs> it's also one where she plays like her twin something. Yeah. Like, oh my what gosh, the hell is this? No way, really? <laughs> this should not yeah, work. I could not oh watch that episode to be honest. So. Incredible. 
yeah. You're always going to get one episode that's like too dull or just too out there where you're just like, let's just move on to the next one. They were just finding their voice or someone got it too was, cute. <laughs> it was on for what, like 11 seasons? It was like 11 or 12, I think. Like, there's know. so many episodes. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, then 12 seasons on freaking heard of. Yeah, usually. Oh, I can't gosh, think of right? anything that requires just one person to carry it. Yeah, usually, anyone, nowadays it's like uh, everyone you're... else gets bored now. <laughs> well, yeah. That's... Nowadays they like make it so you don't end up like you end up like right below like a hundred episodes, so they don't have to pay royalties. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're getting like the... residuals. We talked about it's AI. Really, <laughs> it's really oh gosh, AI. <laughs> Thanks, but... Rider Strike. <sighs> Oof sorry anyway i mean um, you could uh, just oh i don't know pay the people that are writing the shows i mean somebody like the fact that nobody except for like the studio heads gets paid for like streaming is bonkers to me like what are we even doing i was confused by that because i you know my sister was saying yeah some people get like first dvd royalty sales i'm like that's the first i've heard i thought it was just like the producers <laughs> yeah so it's just like well i mean yeah. people should get paid for their work so I, I know the directors definitely get the most you know probably yeah because yeah. actors that's get the case. salary but that's assuming they stay with it the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't know but yeah i it, like say it should not work but it, somehow it does <laughs> uh i'm glad they have not revived it at all i i am just so sick of every other thing just kidding oh, rebooted gosh, everything why does it do it i know they have will you, at some point have you oh, heard about I. the matlock reboot that's going to be happening i did but <laughs> i didn't i keep forgetting because i'm not i don't like, i don't think it's like out yet but it has oh what's her name um shoot she was in a bunch of um she was in like a horror movie i uh she's on an episode of monk too i i I know who she is she was in like american horror story uh which is she crazy gosh Uh, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look it up i'm gonna hate myself uh like as soon as i is the blonde kathy bates kathy bates kathy bates oh kathy bates oh wow so she's she's gonna be the new matlock hmm okay so i don't know see that as long as they don't do like what they did with the new macgyver where they're like hey by the way he uses guns now taking away the whole point of him being a pacifist on an adventure yeah yeah <laughs> but, don't do uh, something like so blatantly like it would be like it okay so let's say you reboot law and order and then you kill you take out the politics or courtroom stuff or you reboot 24 but there's no terrorists or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like okay so why do you even reboot it? What's, why why not just call it something different? Point, yeah. Why not just yeah. say inspired by, you know, from the creators mm-hmm. of? <laughs> yeah. You could have the commission, but he's not even a family guy. He's just a boring, you know, hard ass at a desk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, no. I, so we were talking earlier how it's easy to get access to on half the seasons are on prime uh all the thing is on peacock um and like you say still playing on cable tv uh cozy oh yeah play it after like quantum leap gosh and... cozy <laughs> exactly yeah. the right meaning cozy plays that also um 
Colombo. I think I've seen like most of Colombo. Yeah, I, 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 it's good for what it is, but that one's a little I've too slow for me. I've seen a bunch of like <laughs> boomer TV shows. Like it's insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my parents are fans of Colombo, so that's how I know about that. Like, wow. yeah, my parents own like most of it. Oh man. Oh man, oh man. Um, but uh, what do you think stands out about the mysteries? I, I think that's what I try to get hit home whenever we do a TV show because it's harder because you know not everyone can watch all 500 hours or whatever. <laughs> no. I think what stands out is that you have like a female protagonist, much like a older Nancy Drew in a way. <laughs> whereas yeah. she's she's the yeah. center she's she's like the whole center of of her story that she's also writing about instead of like it's all like third person it's like her personal i feel like the well i mean the episodes are literally supposed to be like she's writing it af after the fact on her little typewriter after yeah. she goes like that's in the for title a, dun, 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 dun. yeah it just, it and, just and she goes well after she goes for like a bike ride on the coast or she goes to the library or she gets like a hot dog or something <laughs> she she does like so much stuff or she she's finds like, her way in the danger and you kind of admire the courage as opposed to and she's never instigates never uh, she doesn't even have to end the thing sometimes she literally just lets the guys just all hang themselves it's like exactly hmm, okay exactly. well that and i meant to ask you guys have you ever seen the robot chicken spoof no i well, have the last thing that. she did so long story short she does like an r-rated version of like csi miami which incredible is, which oh my is, god yeah, yeah that's absolutely if i can find the clip i will send it to you <laughs> mm -hmm. That is so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, the episode is Murder She Bitch. <laughs> I love that title. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And back there's the clip. <laughs> but all together, um, <laughs> It's just, I just can't even believe that. Again, just, so, this is just lightning in a bottle and it can't be recreated. <laughs> the tribe, they'll probably fail at it. I know it. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's what Hollywood does. Oh, yeah. Can we just send me the link? I'll have to watch that later. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's <All> so right. <laughs> funny. Oh man! Oh, and in that same episode of Robot Chicken, they had Ernie Hudson like doing multiple roles, including making fun yes. of how he plays everyone's dad or a police captain. So, mm -hmm. uh, there were some other cool guest stars on here that I, I couldn't believe they were on here, and it wasn't that I wasn't expecting them or anything. It was just kind of like, I mean, man, <laughs> what a different atypical kind of role. Um, I think Kevin Conroy was in one. Yeah, the late great. Batman voiceover actor. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cranston show up in one. I didn't see that one. Oh my God, yeah. Guess. Yeah, there's like, yeah. I'm one of the most surprising deaths on the show. I am like looking at the 
yeah at the list and it is incredible somehow it's pg you know I, even episodes that are g-rated somehow well um what i heard is that she would like um hire a bunch of like older act actors just to get mm. them like working so they could have their like insurance through like sag or nice whatever because like you you have to have like i think so she yep. was everyone's grandmother basically That's yeah awesome. so she was like taking care of like everything angela yeah Samaritan, lansbury yeah yeah god yeah there's a whole it's just like it reads like a who's who of like television <laughs> it's insane right yeah so many people mm-hmm. so many. well aren't even showed up yeah now. there's 264 episodes <laughs> insane they're just like <laughs> jesus all these people are showing up on here some you don't realize mm-hmm. until you start watching it and you're like yeah. is that who i think that is and it turns out oh i'm right wow mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh all together i mean <laughs> uh, i'm just glad that something like this could stand the test of time because there are some of those other shows you'll watch and be like mm. Yeah. Other than the policing, it's just it just it's no fun, or it's just too cliche and soapy. (laughs) There's like some shows that really age poorly because of how often they use like the brand new tech. Yeah, or the music. (laughs) One thing that really drives me crazy is when they have like cell phones because there was a time where like cell phones were changing so rapidly (laughs) that by the time that that the episode would like air it'd be like that phone is from two years ago what are you guys doing <laughs> it would drive me crazy i'm like why are you using a flip phone we're all using iphones who who are you so i i think the <laughs> i think um, there was a pager in a older, few episodes <laughs> i think the older shows tend to fare better because they don't rely on like cell phones like when you're stranded you're actually stranded you don't have internet you don't have anything it's like i don't know also they were filmed on actual film so they look good too yeah that's what i was saying yeah Uh, and there's no like weird like filter or weird someone did their homework (laughs) yes (laughs) it doesn't look too gray or black to the point that you can't like gray or black there's no like weird i was really surprised i thought there was going to be something where i'm like i can't see (laughs) yeah yeah it's all there but Mm -hmm. and i didn't see them cut quarters on anything it seemed like they were just like hey yeah (laughs) yeah i think only on one episode they did when they said they were in new orleans but they actually filmed like in la right now that's Hmm. one thing that drives me crazy la (laughs) what really drives me crazy is when they're in uh, when they're in LA but they claim that they're in like Georgia and I'm like yes those are the mountains those are the foothills of LA what are you talking about you are not in rural Georgia there's a palm tree in the background what are you doing (laughs) so I don't really remember any episode where she was pretending to be somewhere where she wasn't. But I mean, I probably like the boat episode or overseas. Like, I don't think she actually went to Russia, sadly. 
Uh, I feel like there's like an episode know. where she's in like <laughs> London or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few of those in London actually. Uh, at least once of course a you season. Would know. <laughs> of course she would know that. <laughs> she's this like world famous writer from like day one or something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and to change it up that much is pretty good because you know like john and i were talking about how you know monk had some good acting but sometimes got a little formulaic or just really wasn't funny funny like psych so i one, love monk though we, we we do we love it too it just we just it's more of a like versus a love you know like psych is just a little more just i think better with being gentle and then mixing in all just all kinds of humor and then doing just a very unusual mystery where you're like i want to know more about that <laughs> it's just insane no uh, monk is like one of the first tv shows that i ever like watched oh, so it like it, it holds yeah. like a really special part of my soul like it's just it's ingrained in into me i've seen it more than psych honestly i i adore monks they just wrapped the movie and it's going to come out soon i'm so excited just I love Monk. Please don't trash Monk. No, we're not trashing. Okay. It's saying it's just—it's not funny. Funny. It's just no, 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 no. It's it's very dark. It can be like the way that it like make you cry. the it's way like, that it like ended. I was like, whoa! I was not expecting that at all. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is not a Monk episode, sadly. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yes. Maybe after the movie comes out. Because I did rewatch it like twice during the pandemic because of course I did. Wait, the monk movie isn't out yet. Uh the monk movie should be out in a couple months. Oh. Yeah. Because so they movie just are you finished... talking about? Yeah, just the monk one. I think oh. they're working on the psych one too, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, movie four. Yeah, yeah. A few of them out this point. <laughs> uh, Crater said he was inspired by Rockford Files and oh yeah uh, like seven movies or something yeah he said there was eight movies of that we coincidentally had the same amount of episodes as Rockford so we're gonna have eight movies I'm like perfect go Incredible. for it go for it um I still gotta watch the sequels one day I will <laughs> the Rockford Files is also insane <laughs> yeah. uh, and for a private eye it's like he was like a former cop I think I yeah <laughs> all together uh what I guess uh, how would you describe like how they film stuff like this because it's got to be a nightmare just for any kind of filmmaker or even a cinematographer how to lend something and make it stand out interestingly without being over edited <laughs> Hmm. because yeah, like episodes will begin and it's like the establishing shots and music kind of just tell you everything you need yeah. to know and because other shows will just take their sweet time where it's like okay i've gone through five of these i don't need to see that again <laughs> i mean it's they used to film things differently than they do now i think they used I, it's probably just a bunch of like wide shots and then like a bunch of like like exteriors 
where they have to like fake something as like oh we're we're here <laughs> but they're really not not there which i guess shows still do that now but <laughs> they would have had to film them differently because it's it's a completely different camera like i don't think they filmed in like panavision but maybe they did who knows <laughs> i i think you're right it would probably be a panavision back in that day probably why maybe it was well remastered it's probably why it looks so good yeah sony and panavision some of the <laughs> shows from like their like the early odds were filmed on like digital look really bad <laughs> yeah when they were first adapting they'd always have the camera shake a bit or go too fast to where it's like it's almost like mm-hmm. christopher nolan or paul greengrass but on even more acid you're like i now i really can't see that guy went too fast like i was telling a uh, previous guest here uh how csi new york would previously re-air on tnt and it looked awful okay. anytime there was fast tracking shots and like i can't see what's going on i don't think it was filmed that way <laughs> According to Wiki, it was filmed on 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going with so the I don't know if that's that's good. That's no, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, so that would be that's what you get. That's what you could still get at a photo lab now. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that'd they, be pretty. They started yeah. small and they, I guess they went bigger. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All together, I mean, um, why why do you think um, that? Aside from it, just always finding an audience every decade. Uh, why do you think the humor was just so charming for everybody? I think because it was natural. It didn't feel forced like some shows would. Didn't feel forced. Yeah. I don't remember any sort of like. that there'll be shows that'll base their humor off of like a certain group of people putting like someone being, down yeah putting someone down this it's mainly just like oh look at what wacky situation she landed herself in the wacky situation is like double homicide but it's like oh whoops jessica fletcher is entangled in this murder like and it's all in like good fun and it's you end up laughing at the end of the episode and you're even though somebody died, like probably graphically, like at the very beginning, but like you don't see it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. not too intense to where you would question, okay, that's a little too much, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a board game. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Released no in games. No, released in like 1985. Yep. I'm saying. Huh. That is insane. And then there was also um, digital games too. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's 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 crazy. That's just nuts. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't know anybody that didn't buy the board game. I thought I would have known someone. Yeah, with going. With all the after-school programs, I am surprised I didn't see it on there. <laughs> I I am surprised I have not seen that because... I mean, I once had someone come over and they were playing uh, on my father's computer a CSI 
video game and then next time they were here they were playing a law and order game so i was like Geez. so everyone was getting in on it at one point or another doing some kind of collector's item uh the game is 50 bucks on ebay 50 bucks on ebay. Man, yeah or it's either 50 bucks or like 150 bucks uh, my my family is getting plenty of Monopoly editions for their birthdays <laughs> with movie merchandise. Yes. <laughs> uh, altogether, I mean, uh, just uh, kudos to them for again lightning in a bottle. I because everyone else. Yeah. Uh, it just seems to just go on way too long to where everyone loses interest. <laughs> I feel like every single show now is a reboot of an old show. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think life. of, like, a single new show that has, like, a new idea. The last one I can think of is Barry, but that's, like, one of the few. Yeah, I do. Oh, yes, yes. But keep in mind, that's, like, a streaming show, not just, like, mainline cable. Well, it's, like, it's, it's on HBO. Okay, okay fair. But like, you <laughs> I, have know, to, I know it's, that's, <laughs> it's an extra channel. You choose to have that channel. It, it doesn't just come free <laughs> with your paying whatever. Is anything free? <laughs> no, nothing is free. Yeah. <laughs> Altogether, I'm I'm just surprised that um it's just again, just something like this could appeal to different demographics instead of just be, oh, your grandparents' favorite show, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's it'll always like stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, all together, I mean, how would you like to introduce it to people? Would you just do kind of just a best of or just take a gamble? <laughs> I would just find Show a lighter season. Just like, hey, here's a 95 season, go. <laughs> I mean, you can really just like hop in like anywhere. I think that's why it stood the test of time because you don't have to start from episode one. You can just. No, you don't have to. No, you can stop. You can start anywhere. You can watch. And there's episode. no point because it never airs in order. So this. Like it, no, it doesn't does. air in order. I don't think there's any sort of like overarching plot. I think it's just bottle episode after bottle episode. Maybe there's like a, <laughs> maybe there's like a couple two part episodes Probably. or something. But yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> I think also if anybody's just like I was was a fan of Agatha Christie, they would appreciate this a lot more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a yeah Cliff Notes version of Agatha. That's a good point. Yes, because yeah, Agatha is going to be more fun if you have like a writer's room or book club versus getting into it on your own. Same Mm -hmm. thing with Shakespeare, (laughs) I say. Oh man, but. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, man, you guys are bringing the hurt. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Um, but 
yeah I'm, I'm glad you reminded us yeah to, to see someone look out for other fellow actors is so cool because i'm just so tired of the person who you're like man so talented but no one wants to work with them once this is done <laughs> yeah you hear about shows that end and there's not even a rap party invite to that <laughs> lead mm-hmm. star they're well. like just go home go home get the fuck out of here like just go home <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that something like this can just wiggle its way in without being intrusive <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's just simple everything gets solved in 45 minutes there's no cliffhanger there's no yeah to be continued uh no i will say that yeah no (laughs) yeah that no that is true uh every episode is just kind of its own just wacky instance instead of oh we got to get to the 22 episode count (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh I will say though it was awkward getting into the Magnum PI crossover because it just didn't really land for me. I get why they crossed over. They're like, hey, the what? Course. Yeah, the that did happen. No I was way. Confused by that. Not no yeah. way. I and have to watch that immediately. Apparently, each time it's syndicated, they change the ending each time too, to where I'm like, this is too much trouble just to find out. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting predicament, but it's also like. Mm, I think I saw that one. Incredible. (laughs) Gosh. Just one. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'll I'll say that when Simon and Simon premiered first on, uh, first appeared on the backdoor pilot on Magnum, that was that landed way better because they were kind of more of an also of course where they're trying to solve the crime before he could <laughs> and this one kind of felt like it was two great actors who are str- it, it wasn't as bad as some of the ncis crossovers where they're clearly not in the same room talking to each other and it just is annoying where you're just yeah. like why even bother being a team if you guys can't bother to even like do a debrief together <laughs> but, sometimes they don't always plan it out Totally, or at least be the same production company instead of we got it. We need ratings. Isn't that show still on? Uh which one? NCIS. Yes. And, yes, that's uh, still on. Uh, I I, think, I stopped watching it like ten years ago. And was... I think the reason it's still on is just why are there twenty it, seasons? They they've embraced the comedy. It, and people what have just could you scuffled. possibly oh my gosh yeah, uh, I, I i have heard that ziva and tony are coming back but it is interesting that when they handed the range to gary cole it was just intriguing in that hey you know it's like don't just flat out replace them and give no give a half-ass excuse for why the you know previous lead left and was like no they yeah it took a while they were opposing each other and then he was clearing his name like okay perfect he had time mm-hmm. for us to grow and get used to his style of comedy and gary cole is no stranger to that of course <laughs> yeah yeah but now kudos to him it's it's light fun I, I definitely prefer the casey the medic gal way over abby <laughs> uh, but it's just fun <laughs> and still always a fun explosion too so. <laughs> yeah every I mean, now and then still have that <laughs> Although they did do a crossover and it was decent for the most part. It's like, okay, we're going to Hawaii. Okay, we still some fun spy intrigues and a lot of fight scenes. And then they went to LA and had nothing to do with the 
earlier two things and it's like good lord but that one's finally Gosh. over so i don't have there's to do a drinking yeah because there's like multiple spinoffs i think the the one in new new orleans has the quantum leap guy yeah, that, that, that's Dracula. over. But yeah, but that that oh, those, yeah, those were fun too because Mark Harmon personally supervised that he didn't want any part of the LA one. He was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and Belisario, you know, of course, is like, hmm, whose career did I launch? Oh, right, that's right, the Quantum Leap guys. <laughs> yeah. And the crossovers were fun on that because they they were more like the Law and Order ones, where it's like, yeah, when when SVU crossover with Chicago PD is like, okay, you got one part of the story, but you got some closure versus you got a try and find out which you know conclusion happened on which part you know <laughs> uh, i just gotta applaud just anyone who can make anything kind of last long and ignite mm-hmm. i mean they're already bringing back criminal intent <laughs> i don't know if real is going to be back they're they're bringing oh, back I didn't know about that. yeah and they're filming in Canada. well well i think that's cool because i remember him saying in an interview he's like yeah after season four i was exhausted but he you know he you know they replaced him for a few seasons then they had him just guest on and off and then finally close it out and it's like see okay but he had to compromise along the way because he was just it's hard as an actor when you were coming in at the dawn of how like you say movies and shows were becoming digital again and they were trying to again figure out all the uh, different syndication orders and <laughs> uh, it is hard you know to just keep yourself interested in playing a role and give the best performance so i mean kudos to anyone who can make anything last <laughs> uh but yeah no i mean like, like you guys say um well, let's end it on a positive note since inevitably is going to get rebooted who would you actually like to see kind of do their own take on it i mean actually you said it was Kathy Bates, but like if you were the casting director who would you choose <laughs> it was supposed to be rebooted in like 2013 with like i want to say octavia spencer Mm, but okay. i'm thinking i don't know like i don't know what kind of i don't i feel like if they really wanted to make it like different they would have to do like somebody that's not like an angela lansbury type but <laughs> angie <Hart. laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, i mean maybe like liza minnelli maybe <laughs> she, she she hasn't done anything in like a in like a long time and maybe she'd be just wacky enough to work uh, okay perfect i'll go well, on that now <laughs> i'm just thinking of like somebody who has like background and like theater and stuff like because you you have you have to have somebody dramatic and theater and theatric i got it just like yeah. boom <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> it's hard yeah i get it i get that it's a hard crack, code to crack i'm my problem is i just knowing how producers are they would probably go for the easiest thing they would just oh yeah no, they, sexy. Would, <laughs> they would do like courtney cox or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah greater friends <laughs> yeah yeah they do like courtney cox or oh Brooklyn gosh nine, what, nine. there you go oh yeah <laughs> Um, or like, well, maybe she'd be the maybe, annoying granddaughter or something. Yeah. They, oh, would you like, like to go? Like a Kate McKinnon, maybe. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll take you up on that offer. Like, <laughs> SNL people definitely get this kind of yeah, bizarre, uh, slow-moving humor. Uh, Kristen Wick. 
<laughs> just like any of those from like yeah. yeah I can see Krista Wake probably doing it. I just like I don't know if they'll ever like reboot it. I don't think Anna Gus like, Steyer, I think could probably work, but she might be a little too dry. But Sherry uh, Terry could definitely do it. But yeah, she does I don't. Has she done anything in like the past twenty years? Like, she has I gone quiet. Not, I don't know what she's doing. I have no idea. That is I, only, only time to see her is whenever they do New Year's Eve on CNN. Yeah, there's that. I think she was on Match Game a few times with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and I don't know how she many of these comedians. Ups too, unfortunately. As long as it's the, not a Adam Sandler production, I will be cool with it. Oh yeah, she was in. Um, yeah, she was. I don't think she's done anything in like ten years. <laughs> she probably doesn't want to. She might be like Chris Catan, where she just slips off, reruns, and just does stuff here and there. Does like yeah. a hyenas comedy club. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be in favor of her doing this if she wanted to. Oh yeah. Something different, man. Something. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're big fans of her from uh, Better Call Saul. Maybe we could get Collage. Get, uh, yeah, Kim Wexler herself. Let's get uh, freaking uh, Rhea Seaborn. <laughs> yeah. She just seems like just the one who would just be like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not knowing how she's going to react to anything. <laughs> I know she's currently attached to a uh, Another thing about those Breaking Bad guys, it's going to be like Twilight Zone influenced. <laughs> and she's in Bad Boys 4 as well. So. Uh, man, there you oh, go. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to make any Will Smith jokes. I'm stopping myself. Stopping myself. Okay, I'm stopping myself. I know it's too easy. I do well. <laughs> it is too easy. Yeah, no, that's a pretty low, low blow you got there. <laughs> Oh man, um, what would be a mystery that you would even do nowadays? Someone stole my CBD oil. <laughs> no, it would have to be like cryptocurrency or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah. find a way. Is like no, uh, but it would. But if they were to do cryptocurrency, they have to do it in like two years, where like no one's using it anymore. If yeah, it, there you go. It would, for it to work, it would, it would have to be like dated, like already Someone for like thought. the first episode there you go and used it to buy a game boy or collector's item or something yeah oh my gosh. have all kind of retro technology in there so you have some joke for everybody like someone yeah. murdered someone while doing a nintendo 64 type yeah know, video game museum or something just have something that just kind of just shows hey we're thinking of all of you guys, you know, instead of just mm-hmm. the only thing on the headlines right now. It's <laughs> BLM or Blue Eyes or shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but there's been some other fun ones, too, that you can kind of tell were just kind of uh, just hints at all kinds of other ones. Uh, lately, people have been talking about, like, true, like, Crime stuff like uh, cults and everything, which is oh gosh, yes, cults so have a, had a moment. <laughs> you always do, and half the time you're like, "Oh, that's Hollywood." It's like, "Oh no, it's inspired by a real freaking thing." Uh, no, like it like cracks me up. They're like, "There's this group of people." I'm like, "Yeah, I know people 
who are still like that. It's not uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but a bunch of churches are like that church. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Altogether, I mean, yeah, so this is very easy to introduce people to. Uh Mm-hmm. Would you? Uh, what is it easy to marathon or just do two a night? More likely two a night. That's a high. Difference. Yeah, I would. I would say like two a night. Uh, I think it'd be best to have like, yeah, just two at a time. Maybe like once a week. I don't think yeah. you need to watch it like all at once like it's not one of those bingeable shows it's just <laughs> like it's a comfort show a lot of seasons so that's why yeah so it's like you could just be watching it like every week for like the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh have you ever seen the number one ladies detective agency that was kind of influenced by that but it's set in mm-hmm. south africa yeah i i, I think I think that's all, folks. I think this is yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Agreeable comfort food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rare for a show to not rely on too many shocking guest stars or a bizarre serialized storyline. Well, because like every single episode has a guest star. Like that's just what it is. Yeah, even J. Michael Straczynski did some mm-hmm. scripts for that in the specials in between Babylon Five. So it's just interesting seeing people evolve slowly <laughs> yeah that's not the fun of watching the show seeing some of the guest stars <laughs> yeah oh man man oh man um, uh overall uh would you anyone want to promote anything I have a podcast. It's about psych. It's called Delicious Flavor. We have new episodes every Friday. The episodes typically come out at like 12 Eastern, 11 Central. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I was on there. <laughs> but I was listening yeah, to you. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you were on there a couple. If you want John, months, he's available. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> might as well he can tell you his favorite episode will be there (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, I have have one review coming up for a film called Chill Factor which yeah there you go there's a fun movie fun speed knockoff yes (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) oh yeah they even get on a bus at one point but yeah that's true (laughs) yep Pete Ulrich, Cuba Gooden Jr. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a lethal weapon pairing. And Peter Firth from Hunt for Red October and Spooks is the villain, and he's like playing a Russian, as typical British actors do. So, mm-hmm. Scary, he does it so well. Yes, he does. But that's all I'll say. You have to read my <laughs> review for it. <laughs> TNT favorite back in the day. Oh, man. So. Other than that, um, man, guys, you you owned it. <laughs> it was fun. Thank you for having me. Anytime. All the time. <laughs>
us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show. Show.